Welcome to the latest episode of Smack Talk. Hello to everyone watching on YouTube, and if you're listening on Spotify or Apple or any other places, hello to you as well. Today I've got Daki McLean. MMA is the game. That's it. That's it. And I was saying straight away, just before I hit record, I was like, look, my MMA knowledge isn't unbelievable, but we're going we're going to give this a go and see how you get on. Daki, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for having me. No, I really, really appreciate it. You're a busy, busy man. Kept going now that we're allowed to work again, <laughs> training for the next fight. No, back to see people again that's good good stuff yeah. um talk to me i want to just sort of jump back straight into it for people that maybe don't know exactly what you do or who you are just give us a brief synopsis of daki mclean uh just an idiot from the town this <laughs> went down like pick something that he was good at which mm-hmm. just happened to be fighting mm-hmm. and uh have made a career out of it mm-hmm. at this stage like so fight for one of the biggest promotions in europe uh, which is the feeder to the ufc being cage warriors mm-hmm. the likes of McGregor that everyone knows, Mason Jones. There's a lot of U a lot of UFC fighters have come through. Cage Warriors, I think there's over a hundred. Mm-hmm. So that's the platform that I'm fighting on now. Oh yeah. How many fights have you had over there? On Cage Warriors, mm-hmm. I've had. It's a good question. <laughs> uh, six, maybe. Six. Jesus, that's big. Yeah, that's a lot. So we're, I went there five and one. Mm-hmm. With, uh, I lost my first professional fight. Went in a fight, fight winning streak, signed with Cage Warriors, and then blew the day after I signed the contract with Cage Warriors, I done my knee. And joke me. Yeah, and then I said nothing and fought just to get my first fight out of it, which ended up being like a world title eliminator, and lost it by a decision. No uh, way. Then I think it was seven or eight days after that, got my knee surgery. And then fought like three months after knee surgery again, which was just too soon, yeah. and lost another like close. To, I think it was a split decision loss. There couldn't be anything worse than a going to decision, is there? Because you, you've seen it before. Like you watch fights, even at the top level or bottom level, I suppose especially like it goes decision, and fuck knows what they're gonna do. Like some people just could be looking at the wall. Like yeah. you know, it's it's ridiculous, and uh, especially if you've watched any of my fights. Mm there's usually only one entertaining fighter in the fight it's yeah. just people trying to dry hump my legs like you know <laughs> so any deci- like any any fight that i win mm-hmm. a bar one has all been stoppages yeah even throughout my amateur i think it was a 12 12 wins and two losses uh decision losses and uh, i think it was 10 stoppages two mm-hmm. two decision wins and then as a professional now i've had Six, six stoppages and one decision. Like you know, so. yeah. Well, that's it's sort of it's weird because I want to get into this later. That's what the promotion looking for, isn't it? They want the headliners. They want the showstoppers. They don't want people going the distance, really. No, that's no one like the drunken agent in the corner of a pub can appreciate. They can even appreciate a nice submission. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves a knockout. Yeah, but nobody cares. Like no, honestly, no. It's like. A bar the fanatics, no one stays up to watch Mayweather fight. Yeah. Born like born as fuck, mm-hmm. but brilliant at what he does. Same, like no one really cares. If you're not gonna in an MMA a sport where there's so many ways to finish the fight, no one cares for for the person that's just gonna take you down and don't hold you there yeah. or try and pin you on the cage and hold you there just to win by points. No one really mm-hmm. wants to see that. I've seen that talked about before as well, where people are saying like the way it's scored, I am not gonna get in this because I don't know enough about it, but the way it's scored in terms of like Someone could spend, you know, three minutes of a five minute round on top of you and not do a whole fucking pile. My my last fight, the first first round of my last fight was a perfect example. 
came out, uh, landed the cleaner shots. Didn't get didn't get my head hit once. So mm. uh, done a bit of damage. Need him times in the mouth, a couple of elbows. Tuck him down. Boom. Two and a half minutes of the first round, he swept me. So exactly the rounds are five minutes long. Mm. At two and a half minutes, he swept me and got on top of me. For the next two and a half minutes, I elbowed the top of his head from my back, mm-hmm. where he just buried his head and kept his head safe where I was landing the shots. Ah, you're being the aggressor even though you're on the bottom. But because he was on top, he hit the sweep and was on top of me, He, someone then scored it that he won the round down to control. Uh-huh. But surely to God, like, if we like switch up the circumstances slightly and my back's on the cage and I'm punching ahead of you, mm-hmm. surely I'm still winning. Yeah. Just because my back's on the cage. Same yeah. way, if my back's on the ground... And you're you have your head down, trying not to get elbowed, like elbowed in the face. You're just getting them on the top of the head, mm-hmm. and can't do anything. Surely I'm still the one that's, that's winning. <laughs> yeah, like, you're still doing the most damage. Yeah, like. I'm the one that's trying, like trying to hurt someone in the fight. So mm-hmm. I always, I always look at the fights at the end of days. Like I have yet to be bar my first fight, mm-hmm. first pro fight. I have yet to be beat in a fight. Yeah, I've only ever lost by someone's opinion. Mm-hmm on another fighter trying to hold me in one position yeah yeah when, so but when it comes to actually winning a fight if someone if there was no referee then was who won that fight yeah every, every like everyone's the new everyone's if, if it hasn't been a knockout or a submission mm-hmm. everyone knows that, I, that i've won the yeah. fight like my last fight there i woke up for breakfast the next day with a, with a wee bit of a swell, swollen like swollen eye and a wee lump on my forehead where i could hit two elbows mm-hmm. down for breakfast Seen the fella, his eyebrow was stitched, his head was stitched, the nose was over his face, he had two black mm-hmm. eyes, and he they, we busted his ears with a big cauliflower ear as well. Yeah. And I was, <laughs> I was standing with two lumps, and you're kind of going like, look at that fight and tell yeah. you it was a draw. Like, yeah. so, so he held me in a certain position. I done all the damage, nearly finished the fight, mm-hmm. but we scored a draw because... That's, I suppose that's the annoying thing then, Joe, when you're standing there and they're like reading out your record, Joe, and they're like seven wins, three losses, and you're like, there's no context to that. Yeah. Really? No. Like, and it, I suppose like the bigger you get, people just hear three losses, and you're like, but I know. Yeah. I Pe- know it wasn't that bad. People think as well with losses. People, pe- like, MMA is not like boxing. Hmm. My first pro fight, I was one of like the highest touted amateurs coming through the professional in, in the country. Mm-hmm. I fought another lad who was one of the highest touted amateurs probably in the world coming through the professional and we met as our first pro fight. Mm-hmm. If that was boxing, like the likes of Anthony Joshua oh, and Tyson Fury, you never, mm-hmm. you build me in one and you build him in something else. Uh, MMA is just literally, you. if you're the best and I'm and I'm the best, I fight yeah, each other. Let's go. Let's go. Like, and see who, so like, that first loss against James, wasn't a big deal like you know i i actually actually i don't mean to interrupt you but i actually watched that fight uh i was uh, this was actually a while ago it popped up on somehow my facebook it came up and i was like no way he fought to use fought i never would have thought because i was sitting there thinking like these guys surely could have had a lot of experience back then and to put the two of them together at that stage at that stage just seemed like a promotion nightmare not a promotional dream well in terms of like a promoter if you had like you like your eddie Hearn promoters and yeah. like you milk them for every fucking yeah. penny they're worth no MMA is not like that. James said something. Me and Reese McKee were meant to fight. I was meant to defend my belt as an amateur against Reese. Mm-hmm. And James commented under the post. <laughs> like, I hold grudges. <laughs> right, so James commented under the post. Mm-hmm. And then I would be like, I would 
be pretty sort of old school. Like mm. I'm I'm 29 now. Whenever I was growing up, Bebo was a thing. <laughs> but we used to use that. And like if someone said something bad about John, it was kind of to arrange a fight. Mm-hmm. So like if if you yeah if you had something like that, this is an MMA or, or boxing. This is just sort of if you have a problem, we say something <laughs> and we'll meet and we'll sort it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the way I've been brought up. Thinking, don't like someone talks shit about you online. Yeah, yeah, you meet them and you have a fight. Yeah, don't like that, and that's that. Someone gets personal with someone like the insults and stuff that goes on after his fight each other. The next time you see them, you fight again, and the mm-hmm. next time you see them, you fight again. So whenever James started talking, I get thick, and uh, <laughs> thick. I think I told him, "Shut your mouth for a break." Or something along, <laughs> you know, something along them lines. Yeah. Not, not in, not an MMA fight in <laughs> general. Like, so don't, don't be, don't be talking about me. Yeah. And uh, Reese, he, I can't remember what he, he laughed it off. He's sort of, he'd be a bit younger than me, so he wouldn't really. It's just, God knows what the thing is like, you know, mm. but he, he didn't really bite too much. Uh, then as it went on, uh, Jim, uh, Reese pulled out of his fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reese pulled out of his fight. Your Reece, fight. Uh, pulled out of our fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he was badly injured. James pulled out of his fight, and then I fought James's opponent. Oh right, okay. So that's kind of like the circle of how like that Back happened. And then I had one more, well, I had two more fights after a four man tournament, mm-hmm. and then turned pro. Okay. And it was in James's hometown. Oh, you fought him in Surabaya? Yeah, well, Derry, oh, Derry uh, yeah, just okay. over the road, like, um, and it was in his, it was up up there, and it was a, a show called Chaos, another show with the likes of McGregor, Roboff, mm-hmm. and all of it. Uh, my name was put in as a O and O, like a someone turned professional, mm-hmm. and James was in as a one and O professional. He he had just fought, mm-hmm. so uh, it says we have James here, hundred definitely. Yeah, and he must have said the same thing. The fight like was made. In Looking no back, now, do you not think it was a mistake? Because styles probably back then were probably a lot different. If you were talking about striking and stuff like that back then, or you didn't phase you, you thought no. Like I, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. What what cost me that fight was a punch landed wrong in the yeah. first couple of seconds of the fight. Uh, like even now thinking of it, mm-hmm. run that fight ten times and. It, and it goes 10 different ways like yeah. you know at that stage of our careers mm-hmm. uh, so it's just kind of through an overhand hit the top of his head and you can see like it shattered my hand fuck right okay and then yeah. that was I think the fight was towards the end of the first round then James finished the fight with a choke mm-hmm. but I'd say from 10 or 15 seconds into that fight I was fighting with one hand Yeah. and at the early stage of my career I wasn't comfortable or confident with my elbows mm-hmm down one arm then yeah. that sort of way yeah, like yeah. and then rushed he got a takedown and then mm-hmm. was able to capitalize on it so you can actually like i don't mean to be like annoying here but you can see how much it bothers you even oh, when you're sitting here thinking about like you're few you're actually a few minutes like it, it's just it's so, it's one of them ones that we'll never run back and just with the, the path he's went on the path mm-hmm. i'm going on i don't think they'll ever cross yeah and for the first while of that, I was like a better ex-girlfriend. So I was like, it was just, it was brutal. It was killing me. The, yeah. the whole thing of it and the whole build up to it. Mm-hmm. He like, and just never about it. And then we never got a fair fight and used every excuse under the sun yeah. of why I lost and how there's no way he should have beat me in this. And then finally just fucked up and said like, man up, take it on the chin, mm-hmm. accept 
the fact of what had happened and it yeah. happened for a reason mm-hmm. and just get on with it and then from that my career just took off then it yeah. took me like 16 months or 18 months to get back because my hand just kept re-breaking and mm-hmm. re-breaking and uh, whenever I got back I just went in the tower if like around me and James aren't mates uh-huh. but whatever you say you respect the fella whatever <laughs> said and done said and yeah. done like you know yeah, yeah. that's yeah. sad no that's fair enough and then talk to me then about the first victory then so as you said you went a bit of a tour then like what yeah. was what was that feeling like yeah it was good like my first victory then I was taken in to lose on Cage Warriors right okay. I took the fight on about I'd say three weeks notice I was in I was actually over in Team Alpha Male in California mm-hmm. uh, it was January time and I said that if I wasn't fighting by March that year that that was me done with fighting just because my hand was constantly re-breaking and mm-hmm. re-breaking and I uh, had said if Jan or fe- sorry March that year if I didn't fight I'm done no more MMA for me and Sebastian texts me says what what way are you he actually texts me and marching another professional fighter from mm-hmm. the town and asked what weight we were and how we were feeling and I happened to be the lighter out of the two so I fought on in about three weeks and then he fought then in like seven or eight trying to give him time to mm-hmm. get the weight down yeah and the fella i fought was one and oh was a boxer wrestler so in theory i was only a striker mm-hmm. had a submission loss this fella was coming out coming off a knockout loss so if he couldn't knock me out he could just take me down and beat me on the yeah. ground yeah and then went over broke my hand in the first round but had trained so long for with one hand mm-hmm that literally was in the corner sat that won the first round handy enough uh first round sorry i don't know if i said first hand there did round handy enough and had uh broke the broke the same bone in my hand uh i remember sitting down in the corner and sebastian went to give me the bottle of water and i grabbed it quickly and passed it to my other hand and then was like that's not my hand doing my hands fuck yeah I'll give the off out of the bottle of water let on a drunkard and I'll be alright mm-hmm. and then uh, I was dead on corner went out of the out of the cage you're, you were allowed three corner men back then before COVID <laughs> uh, so now you're only allowed two so Jerry Smith one of the best men at my wedding was standing in the corner behind doing like out the cage uh-huh. talking in and he goes I fucking broke my hand again and he goes your granddaughter goes I know yeah and then just uh Went back out and lucky enough got started throwing elbows then, which mm-hmm. I'd worked a lot on. Yeah. And then got ended up getting a submission finish over your bite. So that was Cage Warriors then offered me a contract mm-hmm. which wasn't wasn't suitable at that time in my career. Mm-hmm. So we says, Look, we'll go away, build my record and then I'll come back. Do more of a thing over here really. It built sort of build everything up like John because I think it wasn't even that they didn't offer me a good contract. They offered me a great contract. Everything seemed right. Mm-hmm. But with being one and one on Cage Warriors and not coming from a massive team, mm-hmm. with no real base, they're not going to push you too much. Right, okay. So, like, you're going to have... They'll give you all the shit fights and they'll give mm-hmm. you all... John, like, the, you had to prove yourself to them. Yeah. So, I says, like, I think it's handier being, like, a freelance fighter. Mm-hmm and just fighting when whenever I can and wherever I can uh, so I think my next fight then was in where was my next my next fight was in, was meant to be in Cork 
going to Cork on weight and everything. And the fellow I was meant to fight didn't have his visa and was taken <laughs> off a plane. He was like living in Sweden, <laughs> but he was like some sort of like Arab, like maybe, I don't know if he's Turk, not Turkish because he's only the visa, but somewhere doing like a way on down yeah. past Turkey uh-huh. and didn't have a visa. Some sort of Middle Eastern or something. Yeah, doing yeah. like down around that neck of the woods. So uh, he was taken off the plane, like coming down. <laughs> and then I was like so we're out trying to get anyone to fight it never happened and then I took an off fight on short notice against a Scottish lad mm-hmm. who was 2-1 and one. so he had one loss wins coming off another knockout victory like mm-hmm. at this stage I was 1-1 one and one, so that's still another st- John, like it's not yeah. me fighting a dud like it's not uh-huh. as if I went away and just fought cans that were like 1-17 uh-huh. so fought him and beat him and in my head going into it I was like, right, because I broke my hand the last fight and mm-hmm. the first pro fight with the four-ounce gloves on, they're tiny. Like, So yeah. I was like, it's just going to be a thing that I'm going to have to <laughs> take like four or five weeks off after each fight with mm-hmm. a broken hand. And I actually, I knocked that fell out. And after, <laughs> see, being able to go home and brush your teeth with your hand. <laughs> because I never could stand, like a smile about it. I was pissed as well. Like, But standing away, brushing my teeth, going to myself, like, this is great because you have to use your hand to be stabbing your gums and everything so you do like don't taking chunks out of yourself so he's like i don't think now i'm going don't like i was buzzing because like this mm. is the first time now i fought as a pro and not broke my hand yeah so then i was like this is this is great it sounds like such a mo- it's like going to work it's like basically going to work like, it's like my didn't break my hand at all it's yeah that's, and th- this is like the mindset i myself into is and like every time i fight i'm gonna have to mm-hmm. you can't plan anything after you're gonna break your hand and you're gonna have to take time off mm-hmm. and then from that there we've just been battering away mm-hmm. uh, that, that's <laughs> it's a crazy start to your career like because uh, oh, i'm interested to know like how long because i always find it strange like whenever you go into mma like how long can you be trained and it as like what i'm trying to say here like is there like an category for like mma surely that's too like i mean you have to be quite older before you figure out that you can fight well it's come along like a, a, it's a massive sport now so mm-hmm. it is so like there's MMA, you call it like an MMA league mm-hmm. that happens where you might get under 12s or if you're not, not under 12s as in as such as it has to be strict, like the way football runs, yeah. like 2011, 2012, yeah. don't like that sort of thing. It's more just if you're 12 and I'm 13 mm-hmm. and we're in around the same weight, same experience, we can, we can have a match then, oh, right, but okay, yeah. you pad it up. Put headguards on, shin guards, John the, the sport, yeah, John like and take out like headshots on the ground, no yeah. ground and pound, no knees, no elbows, mm-hmm. and make it as safe. Yeah, for as you can, John like so it's like yeah. a, a glorified sparring match for them, like mm-hmm. you know. And but that's that's now. So let's go back to whenever you sort of first got into it. How did like how does that come about? Because were you just like someone who's in the town? Did you like get in fight to school and you're like, oh, I'm not bad at this, or like how does that come around? Because uh, I like I'm 23, and even whenever I remember, I heard one fellow's doing MMA, and it was like, you know, you're thinking there being like this fellow's not right in the head. Like back that, like how long goes? We'll say maybe like if not even 15 years ago, it was still seen as quite a mental thing to do. Yeah, it was. Uh, I started off training whenever I was eight. I started off doing karate. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uncle and cousin got me into it, but it wasn't really for me. And then. Is one I'd never had a real football. Getting up Saturday morning to go to football wasn't for me. <laughs> yeah. That just was out of the picture altogether. So 
we were I went training with them, but as I said, it was my uncle got me. He knew the fella that run the the club, mm-hmm. and me and my cousin went in, and then we wanted me and her. What it was a girl, me and her. What went in. And then went back up to the house and stuck on the old karate mitts and bit the lumps out of each other <laughs> in the kitchen. Like, but that was the most crack I got out of it compared mm. to the actual classes. Was traditional martial arts seemed to like attract people in suits, like business people, you know, that mm-hmm. can get a black belt without actually. It's weird. Don't you know, put in the work. Like I've I've went to sports. Like I've worked in sports center and for a good while and stuff now. And you see like karate lessons or maybe I don't know like the right sort of whatever it is like taekwondo and stuff. But there never seems to be any like person on person a lot of them stand still and yeah, moving so and like you can work the next day without your black y- eye yeah, like, you know? yeah. so it was very that, that's what I found at the start it was very like soft and then and plus I was only a child but mm-hmm. I had that wee mad streak in me for fighting yeah so uh, so did my cousin <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, t- I ended up I broke my wrist playing football or something stupid took the summer off and then just that was me like I'm, I didn't get into the swing of it and whenever the summer I didn't really want to go and then I broke my wrist and I was mm-hmm. taking time off and I just couldn't get back into the habit of it so my dad whenever I was about 10 10 coming 10 whatever it was he says look come on the two of us will go back mm-hmm. and then he goes right dead on so I went back to, went back with him so he had a competition you know like and then uh, got stuck in it and that way any of the like the touch born that we would have done, he mm. would have been happy enough to hit me a slap, like, you know, really? and, uh, didn't go easy because he did that. Didn't go, the, the complete opposite, that's <laughs> if anyone ever asked him, like, what, what do you, you know, he's like, but he's mine, that's why I'm going, but I yeah. don't like trying to, like, to shape him, like, uh-huh. you know, sort of thing, so, uh, like, from, from, like, I think that's, brilliant for for someone that's ended up in the path I went, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't change that at all, like, uh, like, you might not be where you are now, if he, yeah, John, like, like, don't get me wrong he never broke my nose or yeah. he never you know, I wasn't coming out battered but I got a few slaps like you know mm-hmm. um, and then that went on I had my first competition after a couple of months and back back then it actually was decent you had like wee small mitts you had no shin guards no feet guards mm-hmm. no body protectors no not just mitts and that was it you know away you yeah. go and the contact was limited but you could hit each other like you know mm-hmm. you, you could, you you could get away you could yeah. get away with a wee bit like you know so I thought it was great uh, first competition I went in and it was just open like anyone fights anyone if you're if you're 12 and you're like beneath I think it was if you're 12 and you weren't a black belt mm-hmm. you fought <laughs> John and if you were a black belt you fought yeah. but I don't think there was any black belts at 12 mm-hmm. so I managed to get drawn against a boy who two weeks before had came third in the world championship <laughs> 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 and uh, it's all point based and I got I well ahead of him on points mm-hmm. and just inexperienced I was trying to finish the fight if you the points ahead the fight's over it doesn't matter if time the fight stopped and I was rushing and rushing and rushing trying to get it then he beat me and I was fuming like this is an odd one like the, the James fight this is another <laughs> fight that sticks out in my head so it is but I went back at 10 or 11 years old and I mean I busted myself to get to where I needed to be. There was two mm-hmm. two other fellas in Ireland that could have beat me that were that were the like the top boys at the time because mm-hmm. I was only starting off. It was by Mark Kenny and Mark Carlin. Mark Carlin's dad was the coach, mm-hmm. and then Mark Kenny was like adopted son to that family, like because he had trained so much. Him and the other Mark would be friends, mm-hmm. and I think that was the only ever time that one of them beat me in Ireland. Uh, that I, that one yeah. of them beat me full stop. Fr- the 
whatever happened they didn't compete in the next all ireland or whatever and i won it mm-hmm. and then from that there i think it was 12 years in the bounce that i won the all ireland or 12 all ireland and that's for what was that for karate for karate yeah Fucking hell. so uh that was it was just like the work the work ethic to, to beat them people and mm-hmm. then john like always they were there was every competition like whenever we went abroad they were my teammates we we john it was like a three-man yeah. team that we would have fought on but I took their place in the weight groups because I was the best out of the three. Yeah. So they they were always trying to chip away because they're, they're not going to go, oh, well, Shadaki's my mate. I'm not going to represent my country because he's doing yeah, it. Yeah. They were always out for my place then. So that, there was that competition, like healthy, comp, friendly competition between us is what we needed to push us. like. And then uh, I went to Japan whenever I was like 18 to fight. I was 18 fighting in the in the world world cup runs every four years and uh, i would have been like well up on one of the ones that could have won the competition like mm-hmm. you know and uh the cheating and that that was the first ever time i went to japan to do karate to compete like and the cheating in that competition was fucking ridiculous so yeah. it was like by far probably the worst i've ever seen in any competition and what way is in like for people like that were from there from japan or like so each jap japanese for traditional martial arts are brilliant mm-hmm. like you seen seen the size of me coming in here I, I was able to make a small like a lightweight group mm-hmm. but it was over six foot yeah so if you put me against let's be stereotypical a Japanese fighter yeah. I'm going to have a massive advantage uh-huh. because they're so short mm-hmm. so like th- for fighting the sport of fighting there's no way they can add up there's no way they can compete with me no. uh, John because like the physical attributes I have over them mm-hmm. but yet in all most finals of that competition you were allowed two two from each country in that competition most finals were two Japanese people in the final it couldn't be anything more straight because it's a world you know what I mean the yeah. world championship the world like, championships and they're not the best like see whenever you go to the likes of what would what would have got into the Olympics called the WKF World Federation mm-hmm. with, with no styles of karate you just go and it's like the sport of karate I was over for my style of karate they don't win nothing whenever it comes to like the, the WKF the World Karate mm-hmm. Federation whenever it goes to the Olympics what it would be ja- Japan don't win anything yeah, but they're cleaning up but everything they're else. Clean, cleaning up every four years in Japan at the fucking Japanese World Cup. Yeah. So, But that does nothing for you in the long run. It doesn't, no. It put, it put me off the sport. And then I came home and said I was going to... I was doing a bit of boxing with my mate. Well, I was sparring with my mate. I wasn't doing a bit of boxing. <laughs> just like, John, I was doing a bit of sparring with my mate every now and again. And I liked it. Like So, I'll go down. I'll get a different fighting sport like because if the other thing with me is if i didn't train mm-hmm. i would have got myself in trouble like yeah do you know so i had like it's normal now it's, it's in me now at this stage that you do like if you're injured and you can't do stuff mm-hmm. there does get that built up frustration without even knowing it because if you like i've spent my whole life training mm-hmm. every single day like so whenever you, you get that taken away from you for like a week or two mm-hmm you start you know it starts to change but you, for like, you it seems like it's not just training it's not just a hobby to do something it the end goal is always to be the fucking the best there can be and like as you said with like the going to japan once you're not gonna be the, you can never be the best yeah just based on their fucking cheap scumbags yeah. you'll just go 
fuck that. Yeah, so try to find. I my way of thinking was then boxing is a sport that you can knock someone out. Mm-hmm. So forget about points. Yeah. If you're lying unconscious on the ground, <laughs> doesn't matter. I win, you lose. Yeah. Simple. So I was playing with the idea of boxing, and I was also thinking about MMA, but I didn't really know mm-hmm. of it of it in the town. Thing. So I was playing about with two ideas and ended up, as I said, I was 18, so I just went to piss. Mm-hmm. And then I was drinking and drinking and drinking and then I uh, started working a call centre and started working a call centre and met the same boy, Jerry Smith. Mm-hmm. And he came in and his ear was like a chewed his finger. It was worse <laughs> than mine is now, like, right? I says, what happened to you? And he was saying... Uh, I'm doing this Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It's what, and I was like, "Fuck right, I want to go with you." Like, uh, I done, I done karate, done yeah. this, I done that there, and all. And of course, I, I bumped into people over the years, well, over whatever time, and you had that old drunken John do this <laughs> here, and oh, I, I think you'd be good at no, I think John just a drunken shit that, that, that you hear every weekend <laughs> that you go out like, but uh, that was me at one stage, uh, and then Jerry got me into it, and the first end or the first week that I went training mm-hmm. uh, went out at the weekend and fucking fell on ice and broke my wrist or something stupid so that put me out for like six months and then I tried to go back to the gym where I trained mm-hmm. and it was never it was never open and then I'd sort of lost touch with Jerry uh, just because we only met each other working in a call centre mm-hmm. and then I got sacked and then uh, well, I walked out. I didn't get sacked. It's always uh, sounds better. Than you said. Yeah, no, I left. I I was like, I was getting. I was probably in the process of getting sacked, but I walked out happened. before before I did get sacked. Like, uh, and it's funny. I see my brother-in-law. He got sent out just before I did, and then I got called in for a meeting, and then sat down, and then flipped the lid and walked out. I rung him. I was like, "Here, have you left yet? No, waiting me. I come. I'm coming to meet you now. Like, I'm coming out too." Uh, started working at Glen Electrics and then one of the days I rung Jerry and I was like here what's the story with this club it's never it's never open mm-hmm. and he's like oh the move to the wind <laughs> and he's like oh for fuck's sake I was up at the up behind five I was doing Craig Moore, yeah. Moore. Uh, there was a wee chicken up there I don't want them coops uh-huh. I want them um, huts like and he's like for fuck's sake I've been sitting out there maybe three or four <laughs> times like you know, waiting for someone to show up and knowing a bit about it. he's like no no it's down in the wind <laughs> so uh, finally got back there and I was training. Sebastian, at this time, uh, had come back from Brazil and stuff. My first ever class was with Yannick McGee, mm-hmm. who's my nutritionist now. Uh, my first class was with him. He fought the weekend. I fell and never trained for another <laughs> while. Uh, and then Sebastian, in, in the meantime, was in Brazil. He mm-hmm. went back home for a couple of months. And then he was back, so I landed in and f- started fresh. Jerry wasn't training too much at that and then I think I worked up started in September started in August took two weeks off because I was going all days <laughs> and Michaela my wife she wouldn't let me train in case I got hurt <laughs> so Second I had to plane. take I had to take the two weeks off before going on holidays in case I'd done yeah. anything because back then it was it was as common because like, I wasn't used to grappling and people grabbing my head and stuff you come home with black eyes and lumps <laughs> and bumps and everything my ma thought it was mental she didn't want anything to do with it at all my dad he was kind of like I'll let him at it and see what he does. Do you know, like yeah. he'll tire himself out? Do you know, yeah. that sort of thing. And uh, 
my thing with Michaela, I told her, like, look, if I do this here, I'll never have to leave the town. I should do all my training, because I used to train in Dublin. It's like, I'll mm-hmm. do all my training, do all my fight. Everything's going to be local. Like, mm-hmm. now I've been to Brazil for a month. I'm <laughs> going away for two or three weeks at a time to California to yeah. train, doing different <laughs> things. Like, uh, you're across the world. Like. Yeah, so uh, uh, I started then in, the, in September, properly. And quit my job in December and said, "This is what I'm gonna do." What that this is something I love talking to people to. What was the point that made you think like? Because obviously a big part is money, yeah. you know. And like, what point then made you think like, right, I'm gonna make this a job because it's fuck. There's a lot of people try like, and a lot of people don't make it even to the stage where you can just you know live off it. And even at like, even at whenever you have suppose you're starting professionally, it's still you're still it's tough. Not like even at this stage now that like, you're not. You're not living off the fight purse. Yeah. If that if that's that's a bonus, you might get a tattoo or a wee holiday yeah. or something off fight. You know, that's not <laughs> if you're if that's what you're waiting on, mm-hmm. forget about it. Yeah. But uh, money's never drove me. Money's not a thing mm-hmm. at all. At like having a qualification to my name mm-hmm. bar like sporting qualifications, and plus I'm 29 years old and I've 21 years of experience in training. So yeah, John, like it. Fair enough. You mightn't have a bit of paper to say that you're you've done fucking level four mm-hmm. elite personal training yeah but i've been an elite athlete for uh, like representing my country and know how to train and mm-hmm. know how to train people uh in december it's actually quite handy to get the to get sort of kicking the arse because i got uh, made redundant from Glen electrics <laughs> during the way they take people in in yeah. the winter and yeah. then just like let them go, let them go on christmas mm-hmm. uh, and i says don't something i'm not going back to work this is going to be it's going to mm-hmm. be my career like uh, the support I have off my family and uh, my now wife like Michaela she like we missed out on a lot between mm. like you think of like a 21 year old on the dole that's just pumping everything into training yeah do you know like it wasn't uh, she sacrificed as much as I did mm-hmm. fair enough I put my body through the work yeah but like I think behind the making of fighters is what's behind the scenes like I, some girls want to go out with fighters because oh it's great they're doing like he's this and he's that yeah. no really and truthfully it's not that's not easy for them it's not easy at all like John mm-hmm. because she doesn't get out for, for meals you know yeah. like John <laughs> we don't go out for food we don't there's like I'm in fight camp at the minute so now the pubs are open I'm not going to the pub yeah John, I haven't I, had one pint yet no no John like I won't have one for another seven weeks yeah. like so that pint's going to taste unbelievable. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's going to taste good. <laughs> but, uh, John, like, she's sacrificed an awful lot. But, as I was on the dole, I'll never forget, she now works for a company called Reed. Mm-hmm. And at the time... Is it a hiring company, no? Uh, it's... She's a, it's like an employment company that people are sent... It's like a recruitment, recruitment agency, yeah. only it's not because... It's people are sent from the dole and they have to try and oh, get yes. them. So it's yeah, yeah. recruitment company is if me, me or you go in because we want a job. Mm-hmm. Her company is more a case of the dole send get you there. That, yeah, if yeah. you don't, if don't like, if you don't go, you're getting your money cut sort yeah, of yeah. thing. So the <laughs> she can be dealing with the the people that actually want to work a lot mm-hmm. of the time. Uh, so she started working in the place. I think it was weird. That's mm-hmm. what you call it. That I went to. So I sitting there six, five months of training no no fights as a, as an MMA fighter sitting in, in this week course with everyone that was on the dole and says like so what's your goals what are you going to do and he said I'm going to be a professional fighter and then they were like 
right? But John, you know, what's what are you gonna do for yeah. Lebanon? And I was like, I'm gonna be a professional MMA fighter. Uh, but yeah, you have to have a backup plan. You have to have this and you have to have that. And he goes, I don't. No, that's just, this mm-hmm. is what I'm going to do. And then he sort of just laughed. And then Hank is just sort of fobbed it off. It's like, oh, no, this fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, you know, just be quiet. It's like, I'm we'll, we'll, you know, like, we'll yeah. move on from him because yeah. we're not going to get anywhere. Like, and then it ended up, Michaela started working with them. That was the last <laughs> I ever seen or heard of that, that company. And then Michaela started working with them. And I was taken in and paid by them to come in and talk to the next people on the course because my career had started to take me. off so I had to come down with my belts and everything no and I way. was like I fucking told you <laughs> <laughs> like I told you now you're paying me down for this like and uh, it's one of them things and don't get me wrong with the support and backing and my family and everything mm. I wouldn't have been able to do it without them and I'm blessed to have the sponsors that I have yeah it's funny because I remember some one time and they completely flipped my mind on this Joe that like some people give off with a small town mentality Joe like never make it out of here but at the same time see once you do get a wee bit of support behind you and like town behind you, it's yeah. a fucking pretty powerful thing like like that's one like a lot of people that say about Nuri no one ever has a good thing to say about mm-hmm. anyone in Nuri and oh, all the other stuff see anyone that I'm involved with mm-hmm. I have like the support I have in this town is ridiculous yeah like there's between either whether it's small companies backing me with with different things whether it's so bigger companies give me a couple of pounds, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And if it's not even that, there was people just buying a ticket to go to my fight. Yeah. Like, I fought in the town twice. I was actually at one of them. Yeah. I was at the, the, the ladder centre, the new ladder centre one yeah. in there. I actually, I was working there and we were like, do you just want to stay on? I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to stay on for that. But it was that it. It was actually unbelievable night. Yeah. Like, that was me and Damien pretty much sold that out. Mm-hmm. And remember the VIP tables? Yeah. I think the tables were... I think there were five hundred pound a table, mm-hmm. and I think there was eleven of them. No, there's twelve of them. Sorry, one of them was sponsored, so there was eleven t- eleven tables available to buy. Mm-hmm. I had ten of them. Fucking hell! That's five thousand quid, yeah. like John. Yeah, so, yeah. and along with that, so that was I had ten of them with. T- I think there's ten tables. I can't remember how, how much I went, but I then them ten tables, and then I think there was about four hundred. Yeah, ten. Sorry. I was working out there 10 and 10 was a thousand <laughs> <laughs> there's a hundred people at the tables and then I think I'd sold like another 300 tickets just about the crowd mm-hmm. and then Damien it was his last fight yeah so he had sold about the same as well mm-hmm. fight before that in the canal court two weeks out from the fight and I think I sold like 350 400 oh, like, you know, mm-hmm. like and honestly anyone there is don't get me wrong there's a few crap pot sorry paths that i've crossed throughout the years mm. that the bridges are burnt they, they don't want to see me do well yeah but nine times out of ten if you're talking to someone in the town they either don't know me <laughs> or they want me to do well yeah. john it's very very rare but that you why would you not want someone to do well do you know what i mean like, like you ha- i mean you always get those you always get them people but like we're not going to talk with them but it's like once you get that we i think at the start it's hard to get people to buy into it like you said you, know, you said like mm. i'm gonna be afraid and people are like all right yeah, no. yeah but once you get that fucking initial we shove and that step out the door it's not long coming no it does like it, my first I think as an amateur maybe six fights in was the first time I took a hundred people to one of my fights like, to, I never forget leaving the house mm-hmm. and 250 their coaches sitting out the front and I was like holy fuck you're not shitting yourself I was like Jesus Christ <laughs> and I was like this is like someone like, I remember going in my head because I was picked up then by the coaches and we were leaving at the same time the buses were kind of leaving. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, I remember like this is something like a football match yeah you know, like, oh, like fair enough a lot of, like but I would class them like I, I wouldn't have that many friends like yeah. cause, because of what I'm doing mm-hmm. it's a very close circle you know like uh, so I was like no nah, these are just friends and family like and then mm-hmm. it's like that friends and family circle's an awful lot bigger like do you know <laughs> and then it's just like Jesus Christ and then you're thinking like if it's someone in the missus that's that's 50 quid they've paid to go and watch mm-hmm. me fight yeah so like and then you're saying to yourself like this is people are coming two three four five tickets like a 25 quid a pop 30 mm. quid a pop 35 pound a pop not even and i just to go and support yeah. me like yeah and then it's like it's brilliant now to the stage like fighting abro- like fighting not abroad is only over in england but people like the last time i fought in london and the crowd was like i think there was 60 odd people there like Fuck. Yeah. which that like that's people putting themselves up in hotels mm-hmm. booking flights getting to airport like that's it's a lot of money just to watch me fight yeah. like do you know where it's home say like that's 60 people because some people go like oh fuck only had 60 people there but every single one of them people there you can tell you appreciate you know that that's it like where it will build at the stage of where fighting we're still we're fighting internationally but as local fighters Mm -hmm. if that makes sense for for someone on cage war to be taken away from their home and sell that kind of tickets Mm -hmm is big like yeah it's good. so it's like as we said where they're developing pros trying to get them known and get them recognized mm-hmm. and whatever else that getting them people to come down a lot of people just buy the ufc fight pass and watch it yeah john but to have them people coming with you mm-hmm. is, is and it's like even i fought in the bt sports studio mm-hmm. we were allowed tickets because it was like a small sort of intimate crowd like each fighter was allowed 30 like 30 people with them yeah and i remember talking to boys from belfast that were on the show and they didn't even have 30 people coming over so i was sort of going here is there any chance i could get an extra one or two yeah. is there any chance and then we're talking and they were like oh, i've only got like my sister and my girlfriend so you know? yeah. and then you're going like this do you think that's because they're like a, like from belfast or is it the small town mentality like here i think so i think like because because it couldn't happen because everyone from here couldn't happen mm-hmm. we end up putting the Bellinis put it on in one of the rooms and Bellinis was full watching yeah. the fight like and yeah. see like see the buzz same again of people on a Friday evening going out of the way to mm-hmm. sort of get behind you mm-hmm. it's as I said it, for me I have nothing bad to say about this place like yeah no, the amount of people and a lot of people I've had on even like there's Dan giving the flag behind me and all this and I was wondering why there's a Poland flag behind me. <laughs> he was like, what the fuck's a Poland flag doing here? No, the Ireland one will be up soon, don't worry. But uh, like everyone I've met and I've like more people coming on from Yuri, like everyone's fucking good hearted. Like and the amount of people that run their mouth going like Yuri or this, that and the other. If you don't like it, get the fuck out. Because yeah. there's a lot of good people here. Like I would say a lot of them people that have bad things to say about Yuri are the, the ones that are sitting off their heads at the weekends. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like, I, I think if you look round the circle that sort of I'm in at the minute, there's nothing but people like you know, mm-hmm. and even like the likes of we branched out from, from our gym like in in the compa in sorry in the win in Yuri, mm-hmm. uh, we're up with Mickey Smith, you know, like and and the likes of like in a town like this we've got like myself fighting on like the European sort of common to be the world's, mm-hmm. Mickey's represent the country uh, with CrossFit, 
Yeah. So you know, you've yeah. got wee Mickey Fox down the road there. Mm-hmm. He's like he's an art. He's he's uh, going massive at the minute. He has uh, he got like he's what thirty four, thirty five now, mm-hmm. and he's just got his he, another Irish fest. Uh, the running like a triathlete or what is it like three or an ultra or something, yeah. something stupid like what you is know? that like ninety miles or hundred miles or something something ridiculous <laughs> something ridiculous but uh, like that's sort of now between like it was a small group of driven people like the the fella I looked up to a lot coming th- like whenever I started was Damien Rooney because he was like the only professional fighter mm. in the town and then. There was like the likes of Yannick and everything, but yeah. they had sort of died off and sort of like started to get a career and whatever else. But then uh, I was I was like Damien's shadow pretty much. I would have went in first thing in the morning because I wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Would have went in. If Damien was doing strength conditioning, done it with him. If Sebastian was doing strength conditioning, done that with him. If Sebastian was taking a PT, I would be the dummy that got thrown about the place yeah. just so that I could pick something. If something else needed done... Mm-hmm. Do you think the likes of like Damien, if you've never met them or seen them doing it, of like sort of, you know, how far can I take this or can I actually do this? Or like it's important to have that sort of role model. It is like it's great to like to see him because then whenever I went to Cage Warriors, see what happened, Damien was he took a couple of fights that weren't great for his career mm-hmm. at that time. Kinda like what we we're talking about, my first pro fight. Yeah. He wanted the best, toughest opponents. Mm-hmm. And once or twice the fight didn't go his way. But whenever he was on the go, I don't even think the UFC had the bantamweight division. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> yeah. So then yeah. it was only like towards the end, then it was like WEC. Mm-hmm. I think Damien had a contract or something with them and happened, he took a different fight and then lost and that contract fell through or yeah. something. Yeah. But like he, before McGregor, Damien was was probably going to be the first he's going to be the man like yeah he was going to be the one to get there like and that's the same whenever Paddy Houlihan beat him mm-hmm. that was a, like holy fuck Paddy Damien Rooney yeah and it was a fluke Damien mm-hmm. threw Damien threw an overhand got caught with a body kick on the chin yeah do you yeah, know like yeah. it, and within a couple of seconds and it was a striker versus grappler with Paddy grappler mm-hmm. so no one could expect it and even Paddy would have told you himself at the time yeah uh, which then Paddy went on to the UFC. Like Damien's losses were Paddy Houlihan at the UFC, mm-hmm. Neil Siri went to the UFC. Uh, who was the other one? Oh, what Someone Dukenwa on Bama mm-hmm. went to the UFC. Do you know, like he hasn't lost like nobody's. Yeah. So uh, with him there, having him there, and creating that path for like me to be so friendly now with my with my managers and, and the Cage Warriors crew mm-hmm. was through Damien. That was where that connection came from. But either headstrong or stupidity, I thought that that's what I was... Whenever I told someone, like, whenever I said, I'm going to do this, mm-hmm. this, and that, that, in my head, I believe it. Yeah. That, that's it. That's what I'm going to do. Like You see a lot of people that come out, especially in this era, Joe, where, like, everyone's told you can do whatever you want. And that is good, but there's a lot of people that sort of, you know, like classic example i keep saying is every girl now basically thinks gonna be an instagrammer and like and like sorry love but you can't like uh, like what i think see at the end of the day i was never going to be a solicitor or a scientist mm-hmm. right never going just wasn't for me mm-hmm. not, not every but, not everyone's going to be a fighter but not, not even that you weren't it doesn't sound like you're ever going to be just as we said for a nine to fiver even if it was in a shop or yeah, whatever john like that just it's not that's that's what i was trying to say like there's certain 
things that just aren't for certain people. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what you try your hand at. For me, school was never for me. Mm-hmm. Never at all for me. Never going to be. Doesn't matter what you done. Didn't matter. Wasn't doing it. Mm-hmm. I found, I, whenever I was like 14 or 15, no, 15 or 16, in around that stage anyway, whenever I started to go a wee bit downhill, mm-hmm. um, I started to realise that you could bunk and do different shit, like yeah. and not go to school. So uh, my dad sat me down and like, my, like, me and my dad have never really had any run-ins, but there's just been a couple of times that it's just sort of been like, as a professional fighter, as, as a fucking rocket head growing up, I was afraid of no one, and I'm afraid of no one, <laughs> bar him now still. Yeah. So I'm like, if he flips the lid, that's it. That's mm-hmm. that's the one person that I'd be like that I'll back away from. Yeah. So whether it's respect, doesn't doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. There's just one person that would not go head to head. Uh, he sat me down and was like, "Look, you're not being a probably you're not being one of these fucking idiots running the street. Yeah. You can pick. You're going to your school." Are you going to sticking at your sports? Mm-hmm. So, okay, then I'm just going to do sports. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that that's easy, easy decision. <laughs> yeah, John, like, uh, and then from that there, he's full back, and they mm-hmm. did still make me try try to make me go to school, but it yeah. wasn't like you're leaving school and going to Dublin to go training. Yeah. There's nothing. Uh, there's nothing frustrates me more than seeing, especially in this country, like forcing like a child that's never going to do education just to keep them. Mm-hmm. You're just sitting there like, there's so many other options out there. But it's sort of like. You hear a lot. The mentality in the country is: you go to school, if you're no good at school, you go to tech, you mm. get a trade, and you go and you work on the building yeah. side. If you're a wee bit smarter, you go then you get doing like a nine to five mm. job or an eight to four job or whatever. There's no, there's no thinking outside the box at mm. all. So having that support from him then. Mm-hmm was great because we could have just went head to head the whole time yeah. and him told me you're going to school and I'm not John like and the, that whole like mm-hmm. conflict and then well then you're not going like a lot of things is when you're not going fucking training if you're not going to school yeah. but why why are you taking something that I'm good at away from something I'm never going to yeah. that's never going to cause me any like use at all mm-hmm. um, so luckily from that then that was sort of the, the turning point then and I realised like see mornings aren't for me <laughs> getting up working inside not yeah there's just it's, it's not you know, like as yeah. ne- I'm, ne- I'm never gonna be one of them people like yeah yeah that, so it's almost as if like it chose you in the end yeah sort of lucky enough i could fight and i fell in it at the right time yeah. like you know sort of because i just can't help but thinking like fighting wasn't massive back then unless i'm wrong unless it wasn't like the traditional sport over here for fighting wooden boxing aaron's always had good like amateur boxing scene and like even professional boxers and stuff as well but then to go Completely, like, I want to try, I want to be put inside an octagon or a cage and fight someone. The thing was, as we were talking about being in Japan and the cheating, mm-hmm. by far, boxing is probably one of the most corrupt sports. Well, sure, flip me. Who was it? Uh, Michael Conan. Conan. Oh, yeah. Jesus so, Christ. If he can't win a fight, uh-huh. there's a good chance I can't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so, <laughs> the thing was, what I was thinking, able to kick, because I was able to, only to use my legs mm-hmm. as well. Boxing is a very hard sport in one sense but also an easier sport in another sense if we talk to it's a hard sport as in if I want to hurt you I can only use my hands I can only hit you from your waist to your head mm-hmm. in the other sense it's quite easy because you're only going to get hit from the waist up yeah. and it's only their two hands that they can hit you with mm-hmm. so like if you look at like the likes of 
like Tyson as a not like as a knockout artist, mm-hmm. it was harder like it'd be hard for him to knock people out because he only has his two weapons. Yeah. I know he I know he mastered it and stuff, uh-huh. but then if you look at like how easy it was for Mayweather to defend against McGregor, yeah, I'd comfortably say I beat Mayweather in thirty seconds in an MMA fight. Oh, absolutely. Do you know one hundred percent because it's like I've he seen. Get near you. John, I, even if he does get near me, mm-hmm. then he then it's it's no longer like a boxing to me is a very very skillful game mm-hmm. not a fight 100 percent. Uh-huh. it's not a fight yeah because you can put your head in certain situations that you just can't or if i get your back the referee's going to step in and say don't like split up and yeah, go yeah, again there's no, there's no hiding there's hiding yeah. in boxing you can hide yeah songs. john like you can someone as i said like McGregor, or not, not like McGregor, sorry, like Mayweather, can use them that rule set mm-hmm. and master the rule set to be fucking unbelievable. Yeah. Same as like one, uh, someone that I really like watching the minute, Canelo. Uh-huh. He's mastered that rule set, but he's a wee bit more aggressive than, mm-hmm. than Mayweather and gets the knockouts and the finishes. That's yeah. why I find him a wee bit more entertaining. But with MMA, if I grab you and you don't know what you're doing, mm-hmm. you're fucked. If yeah. I take you down, you don't know what you're doing. You're fucked. If you can only throw a punch and I I can punch and kick, mm-hmm. I'm gonna kick you. If, yeah. if you can't they don't if you don't if you fall for like a faint with my hand, I'll knee you in the mouth. Mm-hmm. There's so many things. And then if that doesn't work, we'll just go to the ground and I'll punch you on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Or don't like or I'll grapple with you on the ground, or if, if you're just better than me everywhere, mm-hmm. I'll pin you against the cage and hold you there. John, there's so many variables yeah. to the fight. So I thought my my reasoning was if I cannot finish an MMA fight mm. I don't deserve the win yeah so I know a win a loss on your record's not great mm-hmm. but I want people I don't care winning or winning or losing doesn't matter to me as I said it's not about money for me mm-hmm. I'd love to be a millionaire obviously <laughs> John like I'm yeah. the sport to really pay off mm-hmm. but whenever I retire and look back I want people to go fuck Daggy's fighting tonight. I'm gonna to watch him. Yeah. Like, or even if they don't know me and the the tune in to watch the main fight in the yard, who's that there boy there? He's John. Like, mm-hmm. he, remember he's up, he's up for a scrap. Like, yeah, do you yeah. know where uh, different things I got? As I said, now we're eleven fights in to my pro career. Mm-hmm. Not one, sorry, one person stood with me, and that was that fella in Yuri that night. Yeah, and he got stopped in the first round. John, every other one has been a, stop, a second round stoppage for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. because it's sort of been a bit of them trying to hold on to you yeah. out and then finishing them in the second round. Do you take round. that as like just like they can see the gap there whenever they start like trying to grapple you and take you down and stuff? That, I guess it's their game plan. It's a game plan that sort of if if you try to fight with me at all mm-hmm. going off my record from start to finish if you try to fight with me, you're going to get finished. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Whether it's on the ground or on the on the feet. Mm-hmm. Anyone that has actually came and tried to hurt me in a fight has been finished. Yeah. If you fight defensively and try and stall, that's my losses. Yeah. Bar James, as I mm-hmm. said. He, yeah. cu- he just, as we said, the bigger man won that night. Yeah. The better man on the night won. Yeah. But everyone else has played, played the game. Mm-hmm. Do you know and but in the, end of, in the end of the day, those decisions, they're not, they aren't, in the end of the day, what's going to get you a bigger contract or a, no. a better move to a UFC yeah. motion. Like, in the yeah. end of the day, that's something to want. No, that's like, as I said, my, 
my last three fights have been against three black belts in mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu people think my ground game is is where to where to beat me and stuff mm. it's, it's not like <laughs> i have uh, i've been in brazil for near two months training like so overall mm-hmm. i've one of the best uh jiu-jitsu black belts mm-hmm. <laughs> so like we we like what more do you want there's a boy from brazil Mm-hmm. that's living in Bestbrook and training in Yuri. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's a black belt in judo and he's a black belt yeah. in jiu-jitsu. You've got the, yeah, you've got all the, you've got <laughs> you everything know? you need right there. Like. So that's exactly, and he's not just some dud that has done like bodies belt somewhere. Mm-hmm. I've seen Sebastian going with boys that are like 120 kilos and black belts in oh, jiu-jitsu no. and like just playing, like you know, yeah. doing what he does against me to them. Uh-huh. And then I've like, first of all, you thought, well, he's only that good because he's, John, you because know, you're shite. Uh-huh. And then we went to Brazil and seeing the black belts, and then we're like, no, fuck, he is that good. <laughs> do you know, like, he is really that good, like, do you know? Uh, and then, like, I don't think, personally, I don't think that that's my weakness. Mm-hmm. It's just them stallers, because, as I said, Ventry in December, took me, come out, first exchange, I think he missed 14 punches, and got a couple of kicks and, uh, kicks and punches. Of course, he's going to try and take you down there. Yeah. Do you know, like, yeah, yeah. this isn't working, and he's just yeah. got a in the mouth. Do you know, like, I'm going to take him down, so, down and uh it hurt me like john uh-huh. was hitting me was posturing up land trying to land good shots john fucking i remember at one stage he dove in with an elbow and i moved and the elbow hit the ground like john so mm. he wasn't exactly just trying to like tickle me like yeah. you know <laughs> and then i was able to finish him in the second fight mm-hmm. or sorry second round the last bite was that a knockout or a submission a submission submission, a yeah, submission so, yeah, over there. Blackout, black belt sorry but because he was willing to fight it leaves openings that I'll find a finish. Yeah. The last boy, like, didn't want any of the striking whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And whenever we went to the ground, just buried his head and stalled. Yeah. John, you know, which was, if he at least had to try, if he had to try to finish finish me on the ground, mm-hmm. we never know. He might have been the bigger man. He might have finished yeah. me, but he didn't try. Ju- judging off the way things go for me, mm-hmm. I don't think he would have finished me. Yeah. I think John, you know, it would have been him that yeah. got finished. Like. So you almost welcome sort of. Would you say? Would you say then you prefer to fight in the back foot? No, no. There, there is no back foot. No, right. That's <laughs> that's that's what we're trying to work on to give these, to give them a wee bit more confidence. Yeah, okay. Do you know, uh, I tried that last fight. Without saying like an arsehole, I tried not to get going. Ah, to, to let him. To, to, to let him go because you yeah. can actually see at one stage. I hit him with something and then I was like shit I step back and let him throw a couple of <laughs> kicks just to, just I remember going, just let him but no I hit him the first the first exchange I hit him and he sees his eyes changing and it's like oh for fuck's sake we're gonna grapple again Yeah. and then it's sort of like no just if you let him hit you a couple of times here I think he can continue to <laughs> stand with you and then uh, I've done that there next exchange now, and then I think it was like three exchanges I was trying to clinch yeah. and then I was like oh right this is this, <laughs> what way this is gonna go now but that's funny that you're actually actively thinking that you're sitting there like for fuck's sake yeah, like in it, there it, it is like uh, but honestly as I said my style of fighting hopefully it never comes to it now because I have a family and everything mm-hmm. uh, but I want to leave everything in the cage yeah. you know, like I, I honestly just come out and we'll go I'm not backing down like you know, mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of and as I said I'm not knocking grapplers. I'm not saying that that's not a way to win a fight. Uh-huh. Just try and win the fight. Ah, don't just lie there. And don't just lie there. Yeah. Like, you know, we're, fucking, we're grown men. We didn't we didn't sign up to this sport fucking uh-huh. lie on each other. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, in jiu-jitsu, you try and submit them. Mm-hmm. 
with the sort of MMA style wrestling, you're trying to get a possession to punch them or elbow them. Mm-hmm. With the striking, you're you're not you're not just like you're not boxing because you're not there to get points. Yeah, you, John, you have four inch gloves on. You should be able to hurt someone. Like mm-hmm. you know, uh, so I I'm kind of like openly and honestly saying one of my interviews whatsoever hmm. I'm going to come out and I'm going to go toe to toe with him yeah and I've yet to find a man that's going to do the same back to me it must be so frustrating for you it must it must drive you mad like it is it is and it is that's it's a sport at the end of the day uh-huh. like, John, you have to have to shake their hand at the end of it yeah uh, uh, <laughs> it's not it's not a weird feeling I want to get into sort of like the stupid stuff that I would think about like it's not weird you're standing there fucking bothering somebody and in the end of you're supposed to turn around and go alright yeah or like shake hands or fucking See the fella the the first no sorry the the fella beat me on Cage Warriors, who then went on to fight for the world title. Mm. Uh, like same again, this is my record. I picked five and one. I picked a boy that was fourteen and three. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but he, he beat me by the, the, the. It was at this stage I started to realize that right, I'm gonna have to because st- it was just finishing everyone. Mm. I was like, I'm gonna have to stop just getting in and winging the fights. I'm gonna have to plan out how I'm gonna win these fights. Yeah, because that's it was the game plan that won that night against an exp- uh, for the Dronic experienced fighter mm-hmm. over me I was just like I'm just going to knock him out at I some stage going to knock him out, yeah, the and, if, and if he takes me down I'll just submit him and then if not the next round starts and the fight will knock him mm-hmm. out again do you know uh, <laughs> going to the cage or going to the doctors after the fight two of us were like walking out and he was like uh, sorry Dronic I think he apologised for the style of fight Yeah, but he's like I had to do that there Dronic because there's no way if you had to stay in the fight you would have or start Feet, you would have finished me and I was like yeah I would have and I remember like after it being like we're walking to the doctors having a chat about me like if he he openly said if we had done this mm-hmm. you would have knocked me out and I was like yeah, I would have and we laughed and walked on John it was like that's sort of it's that comment in my head that always John whenever like stuff like this is brought up I think mm-hmm. I'm going like a fucking weird thing to say to someone yeah. I told like yeah I would knock you out yeah and and no like no backlash out. like even mm. if I was to say to you if John were a night out and he goes I fucking knock you out oh yeah John like you, you're gonna say something uh-huh. smart about the fight it's like yeah you would have yeah in a way I'm like laughing and joking I was like huh? alright you know, like, <laughs> fair enough at the end of the day <laughs> but as I said it is a at the end of the day now with with having the wee dog that as long as I come home in one piece mm-hmm. It's a, like it's a, it is a dangerous sport. Mm-hmm. As long as I come home in one piece and see her, yeah, fuck everyone. Yeah, that's a good day. Like, yeah, John, like that's that was after the, I was, as I said, my last fight was a draw, devastated. So I was, and then uh, talking talking to Michaela, told her I was all right because everyone was in the house or no one was in the house because of COVID restrictions. <laughs> they were all watching. So they were. I got told to them and says, look, I'm dead on, 100%, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with me, I'm still out of doctors, everything signed off, wrong with that, and I was like, well, what do you think, what, John, what, what did I do wrong, this was this, and we talked through a few things mm-hmm. that was done right and wrong, and then, uh, Kayla back, because she, she wasn't a great one, and he goes, look, fuck it, I'm coming home tomorrow, in one piece to see Myla, yeah, John, like, that's, 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 at that stage then, John, like, two phone calls were done, mm-hmm. where well, now, my family know I'm okay, mm-hmm fuck it let's just get home and see my daughter yeah no that's nice and like it definitely it, it must have changed everything for you Joe having the daughter there in the end like it it's, just changes your entire perspective it's weird because see the first fight I had while Myla was here mm-hmm. whenever Michaela was pregnant and I fought twice 
bother me because there wasn't an actual baby here. Yeah. So it was kind of like, this thing's coming. We don't really know what's happening yeah. and that sort of way. But the first fight that we had with Myla was against the boy, was against Vent, mm-hmm. who, I don't know if you know anything about him, he fought a boy called Dylan Took. Okay. Who's like one of the, like, fucking one of the top boys at the time coming, like one of the, this is why I was weird. Mm-hmm. He had like, really built his record high and then uh had fought Fentry and these boys were like miles ahead of me at the time hmm. and took strike and to be through the roof this is this is what he's for like and uh went out and Fentry beat the shit out of him in the first round end up knocked i don't think dylan's been the same from that fight Fuck. and like he's never he's never had the same performances after and his mm-hmm. chin has gone uh it's something that i don't think you recover from john mm-hmm. like whenever he if you don't recover your brain properly, it's not like your hand where John, like you, you get it. It'll, once your brain goes, it goes. That's yeah. it. You don't get a second chance. I think his brain, his chin has went mm-hmm. f- from that, from that Ventry fight. And, uh, two front teeth knocked out. Fucking hell. And how the fight wasn't stopped, I don't know. And fair folks to Dylan for keeping going. Yeah. Then that Ventry punched himself out in the second round. Dylan choked him. No way. So, I was expecting fuck now. There's a boy that's gonna and he's got he can throw bombs like mm-hmm. and he and he's not afraid to fight a striker like and he struck a boy who technically on paper some might think is better than me. Yeah. So it's like he's gonna have no problem whatsoever with coming for and winging bombs. And then Lee Pimlet and a boy from the town put up something stupid on Twitter saying how if he stands with me I'll knock him out and then Paddy Pimlet put up there's no chance with uh Ventry's power and then the bet money and everything on it <laughs> and then the fight got cancelled because oh, fucking fuck their team tested positive fuck for in September so then it was pushed back to December the boys were saying oh this bet still stand and whatever else dead come out first bit of, and like that that's that was what was scary about that fight so this is the one I'm going to get carried out on my shield so this mm-hmm. is the one I'm going to go out on my shield if I don't win this fight it's going to be bad like yeah and it wasn't yeah <laughs> John like it ended up in the grappling match like mm-hmm. uh, I got a busted nose yeah so do you know like uh, it, there was there was not John like nothing I was like this mm. is the this is the fight that's gonna can show everyone that I have a chin and show everyone that what you can do in a fight mm-hmm. and it didn't and then the next fella that it was offered Cairn I was like they were talk they were talking about him being it and I was like they're trying like, they're, it's not do you ever get offered fights and think like oh, God, I don't like not that I don't want fighting because like I think he's better but just like you want a better opponent or yeah you do get like with cage warriors you are always kind of the better people mm-hmm. watching Cairn's last fight before he fought me I sort of knew that it wasn't going to yeah. be I, I, you know it was one of them things that I don't think think it was going to stay starting yeah. like uh, the downside to it was I tore my hamstring fucking like six weeks six weeks out from the fight maybe seven weeks mm-hmm. out from the fight so grappling and wrestling and fucking kicking and everything was out the window for mm-hmm. a while like but uh, so I didn't get to work as much on jiu-jitsu as I should have yeah. or could have due to that uh, hamstring tear like but after and so back to sort of rambling there by the first bit with Andrew, that was the fight that I was like with. Mm. Thank fuck I got through. <laughs> you know, like I was just thank God, yeah. 
and then I was like, no, dead on, 100%, fucking getting home, everything's perfect. Mm-hmm. And then from that there, it's like, you have to be careful, mm-hmm. John, because you're going to do everything in your power. It's going to sound stupid, because you never don't do everything in your power not to win. Mm-hmm. But you have to, like I've always said, I don't take damage in fights. Mm-hmm. And I always said before I had kids, it's down to the fact that I want to talk to my children whenever I'm like yeah. 50 or 60 and be able to string a sentence together I don't mm-hmm. want to be a fucking vegetable yeah yeah so going into that like danger fight mm-hmm. coming out of it alright I'm like right well, do you know, like ah you've proven it to yourself now I've almost. proven it now that we're gonna we're, I'm gonna be sweet like uh-huh. you know uh-huh. fuck that must be tar- so like would you be there like before your fight would it dawn on you and be pretty fucking nervous can you imagine or is no, it so are you like Joe race mode like to go yeah it's time do you know that sort of yeah. way like uh, say fighting's normal now mm-hmm. as normal so as, it, as normal yeah, like, as it can be like do yeah. you know at this stage now I've fucking fought in empty halls like, <laughs> you know I can't get anymore they can't, I don't think they can put me anywhere else that's gonna be yeah you know, I, I don't think there's anything else they can sort of throw at me now mm-hmm. but uh, as I said I've near probably 25 26 MMA fights mm-hmm. a couple of boxing a couple of K1 mm-hmm god knows how many karate yeah i noticed i've noticed you're not a big shit talker is that like you don't seem to cowboys out or i'm gonna beat the fuck out of you and do that and the other no not fussed back to what i said if if it comes down to me talking shit it's not an mma fight i want mm-hmm. right okay yeah that's not like if if it comes down to where you see solely going after someone mm-hmm. it's 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 past a sport yeah there's no there's, there's no like, there's one that i want to stand in your face like you yeah. know, that's that's <laughs> not it's not a oh we'll get in and we'll you know we'll big this fight up and then we'll uh-huh. fucking shake hands after and be dead on like we'll shake my hand and stick my head yeah yeah, yeah. like there's that, that's that's why as i said the only thing i'm used to f- growing up talk shit mm-hmm. it's to start a fight yeah yeah so let your fighting do the talk yeah. Don't like just show up and fight mm-hmm. and then people try to win the stare downs and win and win that there i can look like a like an idiot sometimes like, <laughs> i don't really care if you think staring at me is going to intimidate me <laughs> forget about it like just the same thing if you think talking shit's going to intimidate me it's not you're going to have to spend mm-hmm. at least 15 minutes in a cage with me yeah <laughs> and you it's not John. like it doesn't matter what you've done mm-hmm. if you haven't like if you don't talk, we'll shake hands after. Mm-hmm. If you do talk, fuck you, it's still on. Like. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But it wouldn't get in your head anyway if they start talking. Just no, like, is it's, what it is. Like. Said, whenever I see you, we'll fight. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter if it's, as I said, you have to be, like, you obviously don't want to go and headbutt someone at the weigh-ins, like, because no. then the fight's not going to happen, <laughs> you're not going to get paid. But, if you think you're going to talk, like, same thing, hands behind my back, mm-hmm. chin in the air, take your swing. Don't, yeah. like, that's, as I said fighting does not phase me yeah so uh, if you want if you want to have your go have mm-hmm. it John like there's sometimes sometimes you have to be mm-hmm. beaten John like and if it means but I will get you back like yeah John, that's, yeah. Something, that's something that it, it I is I am fucking terrified sitting here looking at no, you no it's like it, it's, I better watch what I said but no it, it is like no it's all about a crack and everything but genuinely like Joe it mm-hmm. sometimes and that's what like a lot of the new wave of people coming through is sometimes like there's been a couple of times growing up where you have a chance 
run away and get away just take your baiting yeah but know know who gave you your baiting and then get yeah. the, get them back yeah, yeah. You know, so like what whatever it is that's something that i'm i'm willing to stand right mm-hmm. whether it goes my way or not mm-hmm. i'm willing to take my beating yeah. and then i will be coming to get that back like mm-hmm. doesn't matter fuck what it is i'll be coming <laughs> to get that back <laughs> you know so it is what it is really yeah. like good stuff i think i've been going here for what's up an hour and 12 minutes fucking Flying, uh, we'll uh, we'll start wrapping up. So, I guess for the future, focus on the future. That's it. Big, better things coming. Yeah, fight and seven weeks back in the trilogy. So, fucking good stuff. Looking to that one down. Yeah, it's looking. Hopefully, there'll be hopefully there'll be a crowd this one. But mm-hmm. if not, where's it then? Where's it gonna be? Uh, the York Hall again. Oh, was it fuck class? Yeah, it'll class. Be the third time now. What was it like fighting my fans? Everything was the same up until. You're used to like, do you know whenever the ring announcer calls your name and there's mm-hmm. a big fucking roar? Yeah. Ring announcer calls your name and you're sort of standing in silence looking at the boy you're fighting. It's like, <laughs> like a bit of a dick, just don't know what Like, okay. <laughs> you know, like, that, that was the only bit. But then as soon as the referee, you're ready, you're ready uh-huh. to go. Does the noise sort of, like, if it was a full card, does the noise sort of go? It drowns out, yeah. Yeah. It drowns out. You just, hear, you just hear your coaches. Because like, mm-hmm. I found it what you thought, but like watching the fight no sound i've actually sort of preferred it it's fun yeah. it's so interesting that's why i wanted to fight in the bt sports studio because i was saying like if there's only a, like i can't remember how many fighters in the yard mm-hmm. but each of us only allowed 30 mm-hmm. that's a small crowd where do you hear the slaps or the joint of the and kicks being yeah. thrown but then to hear them slaps on tv there's no <laughs> crowd to drown them out like mm-hmm. it's 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 more sort of or something like, mm-hmm. like it's more sort of it's more because there's some sports that's been fucking shit do you know no crowd and, like you hear like a soccer player kick the ball and you're like Ugh, whatever yeah. but to hear someone like you know like a kick to the side of the head connect yeah. or something like and the slap of it yeah. it makes it a wee bit more you know what it's like because whenever you hear it, there's no sound there's a big roar it doesn't really look that bad mm-hmm. but whenever you hear there's a, a crap yeah. holy shit that's yeah. brutal because you used to I one of the only sports you would have heard before is remember like boxing that would be like I don't know what sound of the Mets are like do the breath like yeah, you'd like hear doof. yeah you'd hear like that sometimes but I suppose that's not really it's not the same as like a same as a bear shin yeah. you know, that's yeah. one of the worst one things. thing I definitely want to ask before you go is the fucking the shins please explain to me how you put yourself through that like is it, is it just simply years of conditioning pretty much yeah people like people that tell you your role there was one boy told me that you put a bit of concrete in like a scaffolding pole just roll it up and down your shin and like not that i didn't try it sorry i put the pole on my leg and uh-huh. done it i was like oh, it's stayed on like you know and then i rolled my shins with steel baseball bat a rolling <laughs> pin people do it with milk bottles Fuck uh, me. but honestly i find see just kicking a heavy bag mm-hmm. does the same, same job same like- job yeah like you're just killing the nerves like so mm-hmm. i have a tattoo down my shin mm-hmm. i remember shitting myself going in to get it done because everyone tells you how oh, your so shin's meant to be sore yeah. like i sat and didn't didn't <laughs> bat an eyelid so i did not i was just like oh this is grand he's like mm-hmm. you sat that one well and he's yeah. like i didn't feel like honestly i didn't feel <laughs> a thing and then he's like he's telling me he's like Actually, no wonder you didn't feel a thing you don't have any nerves you, you, you sort of kill the nerves <laughs> off in your shin like but we have a bag down in the gym and this thing's fucking brutal <laughs> but I, every now and again like i'll take some of my pts over and be like all right we're just going to do some kicks and the, it, you see the look on their face change every single time. I they think they're going to they, fucking kill the thing. No, time. no, no. They all know this. Oh, this this, the they bag. all know this is the one that's going to hurt them. Like, <laughs> don't, and then you see like grown men go to kick it and they go like, boom. And then they're like, and then they go again and they start to like, t- like not kick, like go to kick and then take their leg away before yeah. they hit it and stuff. 
and uh, it's fun. Like it's it's entertaining to watch. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that's funny at your stage being like, oh, uh, I remember when I was this guy. <laughs> yeah, John, like you do. It's just even at that, like my my first private with Sean, he made me kick that bag for fucking an hour. PT just leg kicks. I lost the hers and the only time machines yeah. and stuff, black and blue. But I would not show him at all that that was hurting me. Like it just goes to show the difference between something. Like I'm sitting here thinking, like I couldn't think of yeah, anything it's, more. It's like how you take them to this like even there someone you know, like maybe like yourself that hasn't done it before mm-hmm. you go to the hard bag you forget yourself and just go go to the bag that I would kick yeah and go, fuck no sorry we'll go to this bag and it's like no alright no, we'll go over to this shit bag it's too light yeah and then people still think that that one's too hard to kick and you're going like oh, well, yeah, I can't <laughs> yeah, really yeah, you're John will put shit on lad you're fucked <laughs> <laughs> but uh Daggy I think we'll wrap it up perfect good yeah. stint good stint yeah. uh any closing comments or anything you want to throw out there? No, just thanks for having yeah. me on. No, honestly, really appreciate you coming on. Looking forward to the fight. Seven weeks and counting. Lovely. Uh, I guess that's it. If you enjoyed you guys, please leave a like. Go check out all Daggy stuff. I'm sure he's all know where he is. Uh, Daggy McLean on Instagram, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Daggy McLean on Instagram. And I'll see you all again very, very soon. Daggy, cheers. Everybody. Cheers, Thank buddy. you.